Hello, I am Dr. Brandy Bowling, your triple board certified pediatrician, adult psychiatrist, and child and adolescent psychiatrist. I am also an ADHD expert, a mommy friend, a school liaison, author of the best-selling book, Shine, Understanding ADHD So Your Child Can Be a Star, and host of the Facebook live stream, Focus on It Friday. You can find me at Dr. Brandy B, that's D-R-B-R-A-N-D-I-B, on all social media platforms. Or you can call my office, which is 205-948-7129. It is my goal that all children and adults will be successful and that they will shine in the classroom and in life. So, one of the hallmarks of the show is the joke. Okay. People, I mean, you either you either make a splash <laughs> or you come out like a good right right out the gate. Okay. Right out the gate. You see how you how you you know what I'm saying? Now, I'm going to yeah. set you up. You know what I'm saying? Okay. What hat? What did one hat say to the other hat? What did one hat say to the other hat? Yeah. Um. You stay here. I'll go on ahead. Ah! <laughs> yeah. Get a girl on the head. The hat. Go on the head. Okay. See. All right. All okay. Right. Okay. Let okay. me see what you got. Okay. Let me see what you got. Well, I, I don't even know if it's. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know that I, you know, I, I freelance in different places, right? Yeah. So I got a job over at Wells Fargo, over on uh, in West End. I'm actually one of the greeters over there that helps people kind of get to either the teller or over there to uh, the customer service area, one of the reps, right? Okay. Okay, so today was my first day. Uh-huh. And um, I, I started, you know, like I came in, did my paperwork and everything, so it was my, today was my first day. Right. So it was kind of like, okay, we just, we, you know, the next person comes in, just greet them and just help them out as much as you possibly can. I said, okay, okay cool, no problem. So this old lady came in, cute old lady, she's as sweet as she want to sit there and be. So she walked in, and I'm like, you know, welcome to Wells Fargo. How can I help you? She's kind of like, well, I'm here to check my balance. And I said, okay. So I pushed her ass. <laughs> and I got fired. And I got fired on my first day working at Wells Fargo. You came I got, through. I got, you came I got fired. Through. You came through. As an entrepreneur and on-air radio personality, Isis Jones lives for her communities and for her love of music. Isis grew up as a military brat and learned to go with the flow early in life. A real down-to-earth person, she works hard to stay grounded. Isis hit the airwaves for the first time at Lincoln University in Jefferson City, while she was still a high school student. She went on to work as an on-air personality at a number of radio stations and behind the scenes in television. That additional experience fueled her to explore her interests in cinema. She earned a film and video degree from Full Sail Real World Education in Florida. 
Over 35 years of experience has led her to create her own independent show, Room 420, 1420, broadcasting weekly on WATV, WATV V94.9. Isis uses her talents to help businesses, individuals, organizations, and small businesses create ways to increase their branding and marketing. And then it goes on to tell a little more stuff, but I want to hear it in in your own words. Hey, honey. Hey, Arthur. How are you? I'm fine, sweetheart. I'm so happy to be here with you. How was your day? You know what? I made it through. I did not uh, black out on anybody. <laughs> and um, I, I'm actually really happy to, to be in the present company. And uh, it was a great day. It always is. I, I can only complain. I'm going to start in a, like, the most obscure place. Okay. Your travel schedule, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Like, when are you where? What do you do? Like what how does that how tell tell us are you the fly, the new fly? You know job? what? That is that is the question. I'm really starting to, to try to get that together. Um uh-huh. I, I made the um decision about maybe a year and a half ago to become an independent contractor in the sense of doing my own show uh-huh. uh, and not just being an a employee of a, a corporation per se. Uh-huh. Uh, so I walked away from Odyssey in, in St. Louis um, to actually do my voiceover work okay. and to actually just be able to take Room 1420 on the road. Uh, I think you know as well as I do, um, the radio industry has changed over the years. Yeah. And you have to find different innovative ways to actually um, engage, right. you know, with listeners and with yourself. And because of the onset of the Internet, uh, it's changed the game in a lot of different directions. So the fun part about technology and where we are with radio is the fact that I can pretty much do my show from wherever I'm at. Yeah. And uh, since I have... Since I have, you know, family and friends and businesses and folks that I actually work with, you know, in St. Louis and Dallas um, and Georgia, uh, also making, you know, layways in Houston and, um, of course, keeping my roots here in Birmingham, Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to travel a a lot more. And um, I have to say that uh, the legacy that my father created also has given me the financial opportunity to to move around the way I want to as well. But just finding different ways to um, engage different audiences, learn a little bit more. I think you know I'm pretty curious about things. So I believe that nine times out of ten, the information I get can probably help someone else. So learning how to incorporate all that, yes, my schedule is kind of crazy. Uh, I think we talked about it briefly. Coming up this Saturday, I will be flying out to Thailand. Yeah. It's my first time uh, over in Thailand. And it will also be the kickoff of Room 1420, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, but being able to actually have fun with the the audio aspect of, of radio and then on top of that get into the Facebooks, you know, lives and the, uh, the YouTube channels and things of that nature. Um, All right. Now let's now mm-hmm. let's put a pin in it. Okay. And like in a movie, go all the way back. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, we sir. set it up. Everyone knows who you are, but where did it all start, right? I know you're a military brat. Yes, sir. But walk us through it. Where were, you know, the first four or five years and then what was next and then what 
what made you land here and come back here and make roots here. Tell us that story. Okay. Uh, the first and foremost, as far as the beginning, yeah. I was about, I've always loved music. Where were you born, though? Oh, Central America, Panama. Uh, my parent, my father was a, a lieutenant colonel. Well, he was in the Army at that time. He wasn't mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the full capacity that he ended up retiring as. But he was uh, stationed in the, in Panama. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother was stationed there with him, and that's where I, I was given birth at, over in Cologne. Um, so citizenship became a real thing when I turned five and I had to come back to the States. Yeah. Uh, but I grew up in paradise, you know, let me tell it, you know, get up trees and, and, uh, uh, f- uh little poisonous frogs and, you know, just the uh, rainforest coming down, you know, through the, through the pine ways. But it was, it was a beautiful life growing up. Yeah. And as a military brat as well. So stations, a number of different places in the U.S. as well as overseas. And, um. Where was your favorite stop? Panama is always going to be my favorite. Okay. Panama is always going to be my favorite. Um, just experience so many different things and the freedom. You know, at, at a young age, of course, I didn't have any other responsibilities. Right. So, the kids, you, that's the And best. the world is so big at yes. that age. Yeah. Yes. You know, going from one side of the canal to the other, learning about the locks um, and about the canal zone and just, you know, the occupa- occupation and watching that over the years, too. Yeah. But I love music. You know, my parents uh, basically raised uh, me on blues and R&B. And, you know, I just had it. It was always in the house. And that was something that my mother was always instrumental in. And um, I think maybe around 83. I know you. Hold on. Yeah. I know you, were, you know, you always talk about your father. You're clearly yeah. a daddy's girl. Clearly. But what's your mom? What was your mom like growing up? Mom, it, she is. She was just this, um, she's amazing. Let me just mm-hmm. start right there. She's mm-hmm. an amazing woman. Um, I didn't know how amazing until I got older, of course. I don't think yeah, we ever we really. Yeah, we kind of re- appreciate them more as we get Oh, older. we fought like cats and dogs. You know, yeah. it, you know, especially being a daddy's girl. It, it just, there was just certain things. And my parents got divorced when I was pretty early. Uh-huh. Um, so I had to kind of, you know, in, and as we've talked before, and one of the reasons I am a daddy's girl is because my father had custody of me. Yeah. And so I grew up in a male household, um, which was yeah. which was fun. Right, right. But mom is incredible. She her love for music wore off on me. Her ability to um, maximize and to uh, to actually organize is something I, I, I got. Um, her procrastination I got. <laughs> and um, uh, no, I mean, but she, but no, she's she's just um, an amazing woman. You know, half black, half Filipino. Her parents were in the military as well. And um, came from a very strict household, but just to watch her over the years, you know, open up and allow me to kind of be the person I wanted to would never give me too many boundaries other than the fact that she just, you know, wanted me to be the best person I could possibly be. What were you like? Quiet? Tomboy, tomboy, girly. Um, I was a tomboy. Yeah, I was a tomboy. Star Wars figures, dirt bikes, uh, and I mean, don't get me wrong. And my mom used to get really kind of concerned because she would put me in those little frilly lacy socks, and by the time we got to church, they were always off. You know, <laughs> so it, she always was a little frustrated with me from time to time, but. Uh, no, I, I I still loved the bows and you know and dresses and everything, but when it came to what I understood and what I grew up on, it was Star Wars. It was, you know, the Ewoks. It was 
um, the cartoons. I wanted to be a cartoonist when I was a child. Really? Yeah, I, I had a decent handed drawing and um, depth perception was was pretty dope at a very young age. So I thought I was going to be a cartoonist when I was growing up. Have you? Do you still draw? I, I doodle. Okay. Yeah, and, and I use it a lot when I'm trying to mock up different things for clients, too. Yeah. So freehand is pretty dope. Okay. Yeah. So keep going. What was next? Um, Again, my parents... Um, you During your, you know, like, grade school yeah. and, and, and middle school... I was a what? singer. I was a singer. That's really? all I wanted to do was sing. Yes, and I and you gotta understand also with being in the military and being the officer's daughter, uh, I was, went to a lot of private schools. Okay. So the majority of folks in there were not of our hue. You know, they the melanated was not a part of that conversation very often. So I grew okay. up around a lot of Caucasians, and um, you know how you get that in your family. Oh, you talk white. Right. You, know, like, you talk so proper. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. And getting drove about it, you know. So, um, but no, I. And they disagree, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they completely disagree, by the way. I just want y'all to know that. <laughs> and, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, I can. I have. I have the ability to turn it on and turn it off. Yeah. And um, it, it was a, a good time for me because again, I just loved the music, and that's mm-hmm. all that was really pumped into my system. I mean, I grew up on. Eight tracks and and reel to reels and you know vinyl those yeah. those big cabinets you know that had everything in them and it was just kind of pumping out sound on Saturdays we cleaned you know to to all the greatest hits and um, it, I think that was the fun part about that and but I, but during that year high school you know how you're popular but not popular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things where everybody knew everybody me. Everybody knew you, but I, you weren't like... No, I, I started off, you got to think about, okay, I'm five even, all right? So I was a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. And I was round my freshman year. And I went in, in okay? <laughs> just, just as robust as I wanted to be. And um, I, I messed around and started hanging out with uh, my weight coach. It was uh, Coach Estes. Okay. And uh, Coach Atkins, I'm sorry. And... He had me in weight class, you know, during the during the year. So during the summer, um, I remember one time, you know, again I was I was uh, I was like late, late press, you know, yeah. and I from for my age and from my height, I could press a lot. I mean, I think it was about maybe with one fifty two hundred something like that. I was really strong with my legs, but again, I was still robust. And so coach thought he was encouraging me. He's kind of like, all right, Evelyn, you know, get in there with them big old legs, you know, right there. <laughs> You were when, like, when I said I busted out crying, <laughs> I just stopped putting it down. The whole thing was, and I just ran down to the, you know, he was like, wait, wait, hold on a second, hold on a second. He's got, you got long jump of legs. You okay? It's all yeah, right. It's all yeah. right. You know, but I was very sensitive, you right. know, about my weight. And, but the fun part about it is that he worked with me over the summer and I actually went from like 135 to like 110 over the summer to the point where people did not recognize me when I came to school for my sophomore year. So it changed a lot in my perception. You got to think about it. My father was a professor of military science at Lincoln University right across the street from my high school. And um, my father was Dr. War as far as everybody was concerned. My father played no games when it came to his daughter. And I was 15, you Mm -hmm. know, when I first started at at Jefferson City High School. Ended up, um, again, having a good time in high school. I wasn't the best student. I almost didn't graduate from high school. Really? I almost did not walk. Uh, I had to make up some courses and some credits. I was not a good student. Yeah. I'm going to let you know right there. I was creative, and my teachers loved me. 
and you know, English and art and things of that nature, I was perfect. You were artsy. The math and science, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you look. Yeah. I grew up dyslexic. So okay. that was another aspect of um, growing out of something to the point where I became a voracious reader. Okay. Um, so I really enjoyed and I still enjoy reading. Um, but uh, I started to go a little boy crazy, you know, I, okay. I think as we all do. Um, no, I never went you know, you know, I mean, I mean, girls, you know, I'm like, hold on. I just remember being choked up against a wall oh um, by, my, by my daddy. Oh, <laughs> that took a, took, took a laugh real quick. No, I had, I had ran up a $700 phone bill. You never when we didn't have like, yes, like, like unlimited calling. I did that. Ooh, my father, ch- like, who was this little boy in Kansas City Paseo that you talking to? He was a little boy I met. You right. know, during and the high school band camp, no you know. real thought of long distance charges. <sighs> and that was from the house. It wasn't like a, a cell phone. Or right. It was from the house. House phone. So I couldn't get away from that. Right. You know, but it, it was a lot of chokeable moments. And for then my it's father. like they standing there with this bill with the number. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> like you can't say shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like minutes, no, one hour. And you like. Your, my mind just trying to think of a see, lot. See, think these, of a lot. These kids have these kids have no clue. <laughs> this unlimited calling y'all got for forty five dollars a, a month. Call anywhere. Oh man, go ahead. No, and and but again, yeah, I got choked up a couple times. Um, my poor little father. I, I swear, to God, the fact that I'm not in the ditch somewhere in the back of the house is an amazing feat. I got his. Uh, he went out of town. <laughs> this kind of stuff I was into. Okay, just uh-huh. I was. My father likened me to a a plane with no landing gear. So, so you just came I'm just, crashing I'm just, in. I'm, well, I mean, it was it was terminal sometimes. So he was out of town one time. Mm-hmm. And so he had this 64 Volkswagen bug that mm-hmm. I was, I love this bug, okay? So while he was out of town, I decided to grab the keys and take it for a joyride. Kind of shit I was on. So it was never like bad things. It was just like little stupid stuff yeah. like this. So there was this hill that was in between like these two hills uh-huh. and it went down. So I'm trying to, it's a stick. Now I'm like now, now. Granted, this I learned. Worse, <laughs> this is getting worse oh. and worse. Again, the fact that I'm alive. So I had two friends with me, two two of my male friends. So we <laughs> right. So we so we kind of you know I'm like oh crap. So I'm trying to get up this hill, and it's not doing it because apparently I'm not doing something correctly. Well, come to find out, I burned the clutch out and it got stuck between both of the hills. Oh no! And this is a '64 vintage Volkswagen that actually carried my father and myself from Florida to Missouri when my parents got divorced, and that's all he wanted to divorce. So you know, I'm trying to, and, and the thing of this is, this again tells to the testament of how great my father was, because I'm calling him. Okay, we had just maybe a cell phone at that time, uh, the, the, the old ones, little flips and everything. So I'm explaining to him what's going on, and he's as calm as he can be. He's like, okay, well, I'm going to have so-and-so come over there. They're going to tow it back to the witch collar. We're going to sit here. And he was just kind of like, you okay? I'm like, yes, sir. And he's kind of like, we're going to deal with this one. Get home. I said, okay. And he didn't say anything when I got home. You know, and I, and I think that was, again, one of those things where I'm kind of like, you know, I should be dead right now. Right. And then, like, uh, I backed into the car garage with uh, his 84 Maxima. 
Um, so, you know, again, trying to be helpful, I thought, you know, this, you know, back in, but I hit the whole garage. Then the lady next door was one of our landlords, so she came over being nosy. So, I mean, just moments where I really, you know, my dad was just an amazing person. So, okay, I got out of high school, graduated, all right, <laughs> by, by the hair of my ass. So, but the thing about it was when I was 16, mm-hmm. again, my father trying to keep me out the way. He has, he's got a 16-year-old daughter. You're right next to a, a historically black college, mm. and you're trying to find something to keep her out of, out of the way. I love music. So one day, I, you know, again, I've been, uh, like, just listening to the station, the college station. Mm-hmm. So I told him, you know, one day just talking shit, you know. I, I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah. okay. I was, I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> we in here. See, you, um, right. yeah, I don't have to go by your little, <laughs> you don't have to go by the little um, notes you made for You see how me. hard this is for me? <laughs> me too, me too. So he ends up taking me, I told him I could, you know, I heard one of the college students doing something on the air. And I was like, mm, I can do better than that. Now, mind you, I ain't never been on radio day in my life. Don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Well, he walked me up to the station and I never left. And it was a a real solid relationship in the sense of just me learning. The guy that taught me um, was one of the um, teachers, you know, for the university, Mm -hmm. Carlton Booth. And it took me about four months to even be able to touch the microphone. You know, to touch the microphone because mm-hmm. he just was not, you know, he's just like, he wanted to make sure I knew how to read. Yeah. <laughs> I could talk. Yeah. You know, so for four months, I was just reading copy and learning how to edit. And um, that skill became amazing to this day. I still use my editing skills and it, it puts me over yeah. for a lot of people in the sense of just, you know, being able to do certain things. So I learned all my craft there and fine tuned it over the years. So I went from graduating. Well, again, I almost didn't graduate. <laughs> <laughs> Reoccurring thing. Reoccurring thing. I almost fucked up my freshman year. Man, I almost fucked up my freshman year. Uh, and then, like I said, graduation, you know, it, it took me a while. I would leave and I would come back. And I would leave and I would come back. <laughs> I, I, was, I was on the 10-year program, <laughs> yeah, okay? You know, yeah. and when I finally got it, you know, it, it, it kind of clicked for me because I finally came back and just really delved down. But I had been like three or four different stations across the U.S. by then. Okay. Um, but I had gotten into a relationship down in Florida that had kind of taken me out of the sphere of things. And I needed, a, I needed to come back. You know, when I started trying to get jobs out there, of course, that one little excuse, oh, you got to have your degree, you know, if you want to be in management. Mm -hmm. That's the only excuse. Mm -hmm. So went back to Lincoln, got my degree, did it in about a year and a half, was on the dean's list as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually was working three jobs at the same time, UPS as well as the radio station and the TV station. And, um, again, the work ethic just took care there. Yeah. So it, it's been a labor of love in the sense of just growing and experiencing different things. Well, uh-uh, keep walking. Um, okay. Next, I mean, so it's... Next job, it's, and especially it's, what what specifically brought you to Birmingham. Mm, okay, so... What was his name? So, <laughs> funny, funny enough, what brought me to St. Louis initially, um, again, I graduated from Lincoln, and um, I decided to jump right back into education and went down the full sail. And um, that was a sell in itself because my father, I, had, I, I was, uh, I had just broken up with a three point shooter from a zoo, <laughs> and uh, I was looking. That for was something. oddly specific. <laughs> 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 we 
we talk about things that hang us up and keep us in certain places, you know, it's definitely relationships for me. Um, but it, it's it's kind of like I graduated, went down the full sale, and um, I was uh, ended up dating a brother that was an alpha and went to Rollin' Moby. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's alpha, and uh, we were dating during that time. I went to film school and graduated with video and production. And enjoyed myself thoroughly down there in Florida. I love Florida. I grew up in Florida and Tampa and St. Pete. And so most of my, my family and friends are down there as well. But Orlando was a sweet time for me, actually. My boy Eric is in Tampa. I went yeah. down there a couple of years ago. I love it. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. It really is. Ybor City. Um, I, I, I love the ocean. I love the Cave Con Leche. It's a Cuban community. Mm. Um, you get a lot of culture down there. Mm-hmm. And, again, if you can find a nice place off the uh, the river or the, the beach in Jacksonville and stuff like that, Florida's always going to be a choice place. Um, but graduated from Full Sail and um, was looking for a job closer to my, my man at that time. Yeah. So he was in Rolla and I was in St. Louis, and I was kind of like, St. Louis would be a better place for me to go, mm-hmm. if I can be closer to my boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, my dad was still in Missouri, you know, so I'm like, you know, be closer to home. Right. That was my first job. I worked for the Millennial Hotel, and I worked for a company that actually did um, room service, not room service, but like... Um, screens and projectors for different meetings and stuff like that. I would set stuff up. Uh, that was my first job out of uh, graduating from Full Sail. And I would set projectors up, do programs and presentations and things of that nature, help with sound and, and getting that together. And that was my real first job. But since I had been in radio, um, I started meeting some folks that were in the, you know, in the culture at that time. Right. And they were just, Radio One had just started working behind this one brother by, um, they had started a radio station, kind of, kind of almost like a pirate station mm. in St. Louis. They were actually taken over by Radio One, and you know, respectively. But it was something new at that time, especially mm. for the uh, St. Louis culture. So I went from Clear Channel to Radio One. Um, when I was in St. Louis, and that was about the time when the Lunatics came out, okay, and uh, Nelly and Chingy, and I was there during all of that. Right, I've been in a couple videos with them as well. Okay, so that culture was going on. And, you told and me about it. This you were in the big. Um, Outcast. Yeah, I have. I'm on the Outcast album. Yeah. <laughs> that was but that was ahead. it. That was in between working in St. Louis and, and, and going to Full Sail. Um, Leslie Bratworth, uh, who was one of my uh, mentors over at Full Sail, he actually got the uh, Grammy for uh, TLC's Fan Mail album. Mm-hmm. So he was doing some recording in at Stankonia in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of there, just kind of you know playing around and just kind of watching him go through a session with an artist. And uh, I wanted to use the restroom, you know, and the whole place was like locked down. Like, okay, don't don't let anybody catch you in the hallways. And I was like, who the hell gonna catch me in the hallways? You know, this ain't no problem. We cool. So I'm just trying to get through there. But I'm on my way back, and I'm getting lost. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, so I hear somebody coming down the hallway. I'm like, okay, I'm not supposed to be in the hallway. So I'm looking for open. I'm looking for like unlocked doors. And all these bitches are locked. And so, you know, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I'm just going to stand here. And I see some pants coming down the hallway. They're, yeah, they're, they're green pants with white diamonds or white stars down the side. Who else can this be? But it is Andre 3000. And he just walked up on me and it's like, hello. I'm like, hi. And he's like, and so we just kind of talking a little bit. He's like, uh, do you mind saying something on this song? 
the hell? Yes, I can do that. <laughs> because I was the only female in the whole building, and he needed the female voice. Right. And then when I started kind of talking to him and telling him what I did, he was kind of like, okay, would you come on in? You know, and I laid it down. It's uh, funking around. And then so like the last three minutes, there's a, a lady that simply says, Andre and Big Boy presents Outcast, and that's me. B949, where V stands for variety. 5 a.m. to 10 a.m., get your morning started with Dee Dee in the morning. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., come get your midday fun sway on with Lady Wu. 3 p.m. to 7 p.m., Chris Coleman inside the Think Tank and Mix. 7 p.m. to 10 p.m., you're inside room 1420 with Isis Jones. Catch the Magic City Blues party on the weekends with Big Row Williams. And get your praise experience every Sunday with Ron Marshall. Oh, and did I mention our V Squad DJ? Thank you, again. Come get this variety. Only on V949 WA. ATV. All right, bring me to Birmingham. Okay, so yeah, I burned a, a nice little bridge in, Birmingham, in St. Louis, so it was time to go. And mm. um, it wasn't even so much that, but it was just like, okay, you know, you grow past certain situations, and um, it's, it was just time to go. Yeah. And the opportunity came available here in um, Birmingham at 98.7 Kiss FM. Um, I got the call uh, initially from um, Chris. And then came Daryl, and then came David DeBose. So I was really happy to actually be wanted somewhere else, yeah. you know. And Birmingham was another market. I, so I, it was just, it's a, just it was just by chance. It was just by chance. I mean, they had heard about me, yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, they had been trying to figure out what you know they wanted to do with their their time slot. But it it just you know we knew some of the same people. Yeah. And um, the call came, and uh, I accepted. Uh, they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. Now, did you fall in love with Birmingham immediately, or did it take a minute? Nah, it was immediate. Yeah? Yeah. I was flying into the city. Uh, you know how they got me? Hmm. Classic. Really? Yeah, they 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 they, they did the they number. Did they, you? They, did, they, they, they did me wrong on that <laughs> one. Birmingham they, like this every week, right, girl. Right, girl. <laughs> this, this is what you're going to get every week. And I'm just like, man, they people that just don't know the place. No, my God. You know, wow. and they, you know, as soon as this stuff was over, it's like, wait a second, where are the, where are the black people at? But, uh, but to be perfectly uh, happy about it, uh, right after Classic, I ended up having to deal with um, Jenna Six situation. So... You know, but yeah. when they, we did all the pennies that we collected in the parking lot for right. the Genesis 6. And I saw Birmingham. I saw Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Birmingham came out. Mm-hmm. Pennies, dollars, nickels, quarters, anything they could possibly sit there and contribute to the cause they were there for. And that was what really made me fall in love with the city. But coming over the city into the valley, and you can see the plains, and you can see all the greenery, especially during the spring and the summer. Oh, my gosh. It's it's. It's a magical place. When they call the Magic City, they are not playing. You know, yeah. I've, I've, I've truly fallen in love with the city. Um, but I'm, I have a wanderlust that's going to take me all over the place. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite charity right now? Favorite charity is going to be mm-hmm. um, the Alzheimer's Association. Okay. And that's primarily because of my father mm-hmm. and um, his uh, situation and journey with, with dementia. And uh, I don't think a lot of us pay enough attention to it. Uh, better yet, how we can kind of deter certain those, those certain things. Of course, we don't know the complete reason for the onset of dementia and, and, and um, Alzheimer's. But I be- truly believe between diet and just kind of paying attention, you can mitigate a lot of the issues that go on. You think? Yes, I do. Well, I mean, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm no, no, not, no. Yeah, because, no. you know, as we watch our parents age mm-hmm. and, and I watch my 
peers, my mm-hmm. own parents, whatnot, a lot of that stuff comes to mind now that I never thought right. about before. Right. Even with myself. Right. You know, so um, I'm, I'm going to look a little more into that and yeah. maybe I can do something to raise some money for Alzheimer's research. But um, we used to make people um, make a donation. Okay. For not answering a question, but the questions are all so easy, so yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> and I found some old questions just uh, on oh, a fluke. Oh no! So, beach or lake? Beach or lake? Beach. Beach. Railroad park or botanical garden? Damn. Mm, railroad park. All right. Protective stadium or legacy arena? Legacy. Okay. Steak or seafood? Both. (laughs) (laughs) See, you had to make a donation right there. (laughs) You had to make a donation right there, but I'm just going to make you ask the question. Steak Steak or seafood? Okay. (laughs) Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Oh, man. McWayne. What's up, McWayne? All right. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Sloss, all day. Biggie or Tupac? Uh, Tupac, all day. Prince or Michael Jackson? Prince, all day. Alabama or Auburn? Roll Tide. <laughs> Alabama State or A&M? You so messy. <laughs> you know what? Ah, sorry, Daryl. Alabama a <laughs> That's cool. What's your favorite color? Um, indigo blue. What's your sign? Aquarius. What does that mean? I'm like I ask people what their sign is, but I don't really know them. What What does first of all, what's that window? If you don't want to tell exactly your date, well, and, it, it, and it what just, does it mean? It just started. My actual birth date is February seventh, but mm-hmm. it, it goes up until I make I think about the sixteenth or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're freedom thinkers. We are the sign of I know. Um, we basically are kind of like based in the future. We kind of see things before everybody else does. Mm. Um, we are introverts, but we're extroverts on the on the on the surface. Oh. Um, we live in do you know dual worlds? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, so we we're pretty cool individuals, but we are a little strange, you know. Women, that sounds uh, like you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the, a little yeah. eclectic, a little eclectic and that, weird, you know. But yeah, that that would be me. Well, we are here to talk about room fourteen twenty. Yes, sir. Tell us about it. Tell us how we can get behind it and paint the picture for me. Well, room 1420 is an actual room, but it's not an actual room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 1420. It's an actual uh, room over at uh, the Hilton UAB. And Now, what's special about that room? Well, I stayed in the presidential suite, which was, which was 1420, um, for a number of months when I was doing transition between St. Louis and uh, Birmingham. And I would, that would be the one place I would stay at. Uh, but it's also the place that I went to after my father passed away. I made a lot of real decisions in that room, you know, um, looking over the balcony, looking at Birmingham, and just taking it all in. 
but it, I, I had some great conversations with friends, family, and others in that room. Um, so it, Is it, that the room at 20th and yeah. University, yeah. the presidential? Yeah. That's where I had my 22nd birthday. So you understand. Yeah. So you understand. Yeah. It, it's a it's a different room, mm-hmm. you know, and for me, it just um, takes on a number of different presents in, in the sense of going, again, room 1420, as far as the show is concerned, um, we have different things for different days. Money Mondays, New Year's Tuesdays, Wellness Wednesdays, Relationship Thursdays, and Forever I Love Fridays. Now, why did you come up with, you know, what was the motivation to say, all right, Money Mondays, I'm... This is why we need to do this. Well, you know? these are things that, that are important to me. You know, okay. financial aspects of where we are as African Americans is important. Being able to introduce you to new businesses, new practices, things of that nature that, again, we don't necessarily, because we get so caught up in the um, the BS of mm-hmm. information and news out here. We will mm-hmm. sit here and follow garbage all day, but not really something that kind of, you know, really taps into what it is that we might be going through. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we talked about, and I'm, I'm getting ready to talk about with people, is just something as simple as not putting somebody else's child on your taxes. Mm-hmm. You know, these are little simple things, but people are actually still doing this kind of yeah. shit. So yeah. it's I mean, being mindful of, not, of telling people, giving people information. My whole thing is I can't make you do anything. Mm-hmm. I can just give you the information and hopefully you'll make a solid decision from that from that information. Mm-hmm. And that's where Money Monday comes from. New Music Tuesday, we got new artists, you know, independent artists that are out here because, again, you know that radio is not your first line of defense mm-hmm. with uh, new artists and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Wellness Wednesday, like the day I kind of aired out about the whole healthcare system about my show because, again, it's like we as black-owned businesses, especially in the healthcare system, that first person that you meet at that desk is going to be the reason why you basically um, – have a good experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't like going to the doctor to begin with. So mm-hmm. those conversations, you know, for Willis, Willis, Willis Wednesday, Relationship Thursday, uh, Lord Jesus. you understand what I'm saying? Okay, you know. Just, I, I just you, had a flashback right, to the relationship. Right, right, right. <laughs> see, see, but see, but like Ivan and I right now, like, and I'm sorry, you're going to do this with me, Okay. <laughs> We have the best relationship advice. And, you, and, you right. can, and damn it, everybody's going to get this relationship advice, okay? But little simple things. Hold, give one piece of relationship <laughs> re- advice right now. I'm, I'll go Our, first. Hours, or you want to go? Hours, you know, all kind of relationship it's, it's advice. It's completely up to you. Okay. The, I, you go first. The one I keep on thinking about is that meme. <clears throat> meme between me and you. I was talking about, uh-huh. uh, it's kind of like ladies. Instead of, you know, when you jump out the car, don't slam that door. Leave that bitch open. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, my um, my my piece of relationship advice is, um, I don't know. I, I here here's a here here's a piece of relationship advice. Date in your pay grade. Man, look, do you understand? Now I'm gonna keep it one hundred. And I'm you with you. I'm, I'm with you. Like I can be your, be like, Well, you know, she should look. Man, come on, man. Mm. You supposed to. They, men need to get back to being a man. So that, that part, being men. So that that's part. my that's my little relationship. No, it, but yeah, we fluctuate between jokes and yes. Um, 
we're conservative yes. thinking. Yes. You know what I'm saying? We were raised at yes. the same time, opening doors, chivalry, all those kinds of things. So, But um, please keep going. What What's after Relationship Thursday? Forever I Love Fridays, which well, I'm really looking excited and, and forward to, is actually being able to go to these different places and different cities and actually focus on different events that are going on or different places that people actually are going out to. Memphis, uh, Atlanta. Um, please put... Congressional Black Caucus on your list. Okay. And I will host you there. Okay. I'll take you to all the all oh, the uh, hot spots. Yes, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. We can we'll definitely do, do that. And when when is that exactly? That's the third weekend in September. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. And um maybe you can get some others to join because I have long said I think People should black people should really put my CBC father was a, on my their, father was a member yeah on, and the, on their bucket list he was he was he was in DC when Barack actually got elected the first time he was awesome. one, he was part of that yeah uh, that whole conglomerate and, and you're absolutely right and I'll be more than honored but it it, it just you know forever love Friday kind of picks up on that but the fun part about where I'm getting ready to go with this is that Monday through Friday from 12 until 12:30 I'm gonna be on live on Facebook. Again, airing Monday out through Friday, Monday through Friday, 12, 12 to 12.30. It's only going to be about 30 minutes. Uh-huh. And that's where... Live on your page? Live or, on my page. Well, first of all, give us all your social media and stuff so we'll know what page to go to. I'm going to make this real simple, okay? Okay. ISIS, like, like you know, the, the goddess and the terrorist. Um, M. <laughs> Jones. It depends on the day. Hey, it, depends, it depends on the day, bro. It depends on the day, bro. Okay. ISIS M. Jones on everything. Okay. It's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and my website is isismjones.com. Um, okay. Again, Let's tell us. Uh, again, it's, it's just the ability to basically... I'm one of those folks, again, I like to push myself. Mm-hmm. I like to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. And you can get so complacent in one space that you automatically think this is all you can do. Right. I've never been that person. Right. I'm always going to push my boundaries, always going to sit here and get out my comfort zone because that's where the gold lies. Mm-hmm. And better yet, my purpose. And I think that for the longest time, I've, that I have played it safe mm. with my conversation. You know, personal conversations like we have, we can open up and just let go because, yeah. you know, you're a safe space in which I'm able to do that. Don't do that a lot around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the same note, I think it's instrumental in being able to sit here and, like you said, share our truth. You know, I come from a different generation. I might look like I'm younger, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm straight 52 come next week. very different. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So it's, yeah. it's like, like no, we got to have some boundaries. No, we got to have some standards. No, we got to have some structure to this in some form, fashion, shape, or way if you want some success. Mm-hmm. And so I always come back down to that. And um, it, again, I think that is a conversation that a lot of us, especially women, are not really getting. Um, and to be perfectly honest about it, it's kind of like, okay, no, I'm not going to just agree with you because you're a woman. You know, you have to be righteous in, in your activity as well. And, and it's holding each other to that standard. Yeah. And I like doing that. Now, we can't, that's part of what you're doing, but you also got to talk about what else you're doing on uh, V94.9. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love watching you and the mayor podcast yeah. on Saturday mornings. Tell us about t- First of all, that, first of all, that was one of my favorite uh, interviews when Ivan was on there. <laughs> 
Because it's, it's kind of like you just never know what's going to happen. You know, we got to catch him a couple times. That's why I can cuss on his show. Damn it. Um, but it, no, it, it, enjoying working with, you know, the mayor's office and Randall is, is, is an amazing individual, you know, watching him kind of come up through the ranks. And I think that's the other part about where I like with the development of even myself of watching everyone develop over the years. You know, mm-hmm. I used to sit there and just ask Randall for advice back in the day as just as an attorney mm-hmm. to see him as the mayor now and just kind of watch. And to be going through like four different mayors myself and, you know, and to yeah. experience these people and, and, and individuals. And even, you know, we kind of skipped over this. I don't remember the first time I met you. But the one thing that I've always appreciated is the fact that you've been consistent. <laughs> you have been consistently Iva, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and and it's, and it's like I've always, and I don't know why. I, I guess it's just because of your demeanor and how you treated me. That I was always basically making sure that I gave you the same amount of love and respect. No. You know, because that was always something that was there. Even when I, I like, I would always try to stay in your good graces. I'm like, I don't know what y'all doing to piss him off. Y'all leave that man alone. He a good man. I don't know why y'all keep on sitting here talking about Ivan like that. He ain't never been like that to me. I don't know what's going on. You know, and and but that's the that's the 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 love and the relationship I have with you. Yeah. And I think that's the other fun part about where I'm at too with this whole um, 1420 with the radio stations. Um, I'm at a point where I feel really good about. My purpose. I feel really good about my, uh, my 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 position and where I'm going with it and how I'm helping other people. And I'm being honest. Yeah. I think that's the biggest gift I have right now is just the, the four agreements, starting with the number one: let your you know let your word be impeccable. And that's something I definitely want to go into this year and being honest with people. I mean, it may not be something that makes you feel all warm and fuzzy, mm-hmm. but I want it to be real and I want you to know that I care enough about you to sit here and say something real in the conversation. I want to thank my dear, 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 very, very, very single friend. <laughs> just want y'all, just want to put that out there, just in case, you know. Single fellas, ready to mingle, fellas. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Isis. Thank you for joining us. We want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, Danielle. Well, by the time this comes out, you ought to be better. But just know I was thinking about you. Our 360 News and UrbanHam.com. God bless. Hello, I'm Dr. Geraldine Agee. Miles College Provost and Senior Vice President of Academic Affairs. And I'm here to tell you that now is your time. Miles College is Birmingham's premier four-year HBCU. We offer intimate class sizes, accessible faculty, and a personalized career plan with you in mind. Whether it's your first time in college or you want to return and finish, please come experience Miles College and let us invest in your future.